Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this will be the final part of our talk on small bowel and mesentery. And in the last part, I discussed small bowel tumors, focusing on malignancies. And in this part, let me just speak a little bit about some of the inflammatory processes. And one of them I'll talk about that's always interesting to us, we see cases occasionally during the year as mesenteric paniculitis, which is a non-neoplastic benign disease, which is characterized by inflammation of the fatty tissue of the mesentery. Typically, the patient's average age is 60, though it ranges from 20 to 80. What's interesting about this case is often they present with acute abdomen uh, from minimal to severe pain, weight loss, maybe a palpable mass, often rock hard, and it's often confused with malignancy, often confused with a liposarcoma. And it's something, if you know what it looks like, you can easily make the diagnosis. Now, we speak about mesenteric paniculitis. There are three appearances, nodular mesenteric masses, inflammation of the mesentery, and the dirty mesentery. And what I'll speak about in this talk really is the one that presents with masses because I just wanted to show you a couple examples how much this uh, process looks like a desmoid tumor, mesenteric mass, encasing vessels. It's a benign process, but it acts malignant because it occludes the vessel and infarcts the bowel. And you could see here, it, typically the presentation, differential diagnosis, lymphoma, carcinoid with calcifications, you think carcinoid, unresectable treatment from steroids to radiation therapy, nothing has worked all that well. And we've seen cases not uncommonly during the year. Again, it's something to think about. I will admit cases like this I've read as carcinoid tumor, biopsy, negative, negative, surgery, fibrous tissue, sclerosing mesenteritis. So something to consider. The last thing I'll speak about will be GI bleeding. And there's a lot of interest in CT for GI bleeding. And we're doing more of this. Again, uh, this is a situation where I'll do dual phase imaging with relatively early of 25 seconds and coming back at around 45 or 50 seconds acquisitions. The thing we're looking for is bleeding. A couple of good articles recently, one suggested getting non-contrast CT scans first to look for any increased density in bowel that can be confusing. And you can see in this case, in the jejunum, you look at that high, bright area, which was a small AV malformation in the 8 millimeter range. And you see it nicely in coronal, and you see it very nicely in 3D as well. So it's something that we do um, appreciate. And so now GI bleeders CT is really an ideal study to obtain. Again, just like angio bleeding needs to be at a certain rate, but um, with the typical uh, rates of bleeding that we describe as positive in angio, positive CT will also be the case. At times, the cause of bleeding in this patient, you can see a small gist tumor in the proximal jejunum. Most gists are 10 cm. This is 2 cm. And it bled, which was why it was picked up. There it is in volume rendering, and I'll circle it for you right on the next set of slides right there. So a very nice example of a small mass off the small bowel. You can consider other possibilities, probably not adenoCA, maybe carcinoid, maybe just tumor is the best thought. But you can see very nicely in this case this vascular lesion. And that was the cause of bleeding. So again, something very, very important. So we are using CT more frequently in the case of suspected GI bleeding. Another example, look at the patient's distal small bowel. You see that very bright area? 
Again, you can walk by it unless you're careful. I have found that doing things in the coronal plane or 3D map works very nicely. And it's much better than looking at axial display. Again, it's often subtle, several millimeters in size, but we are very good at it. And 3D mapping with MIP and volume rendering works well. So concluding then, I think hopefully I've showed you over these four talks that CT is an excellent study for the detection of small bowel pathology. CT angio plays an important role in all cases, but in certain cases may be the only way to detect the presence of disease as well as to accurately stage disease. And again, we think about inflammatory disease. I showed you Crohn's. We think about tumors. We think about things that simulate tumors. CT and CTA are critical in these cases. Again, small bowel tumors. I'll speak about small bowel tumors um, in more detail on our talk on small bowel. We'll speak about lymphoma and other tumors, metastasis. But I tried to show you some tumors like carcinoid and adenocea that are ideally visualized using 3D mapping and CT angiography. So hopefully that really gives you a better idea on how to evaluate the small bowel. And with that, I'll stop and see you next time. Thanks very much. <laughs>